As currently constructed, they have no chance with Russell Westbrook, I don't think. They have to let him go at this point. The Lakers are doomed. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode two with the Deep Three. I'm Isaac, joined here by my co-hosts, Muhammad and Donovan. What's going on, y'all? What's good? And today we're going to do a preview of the Pacific Division, which means, of course, we got to talk about the Lakers. Oh, this is going to be fun. Donovan, you got some strong-ass takes about them, boys. Do I? Yeah. I, do, I, I don't even think that they're strong. They're just... About Anthony Davis specifically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by him for sure. Yeah. And I mean, if he doesn't have some strong takes, I definitely do being a Lakers fan. So it's always fun to talk about them. And let's just get right into it. Bro, point blank period. I feel like the biggest X factor for the Lakers is, of course, to no surprise, they got to be Anthony Davis's health. Point blank period. Yeah, that's like by far the biggest. Well, let me say that. I was going to say the biggest storyline is if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, but that's not even true. By far the biggest storyline is what are they going to do with Russell Westbrook? If they keep him, is it going to be a disaster? What, how, where is that going? We saw I, don't, I, I don't I don't know. I they they have to let him go at this point. They they have to let. What do you mean by let him go? Find somewhere to where he's not playing basketball for the Lakers in <laughs> in any capacity, and whether that's like you treat him like John Wall and you send him home, mm-hmm. or you find a team that's like you know if if they decide to package that that extra first round pick and send him somewhere else. I don't care what they do, but he he's obviously not a good fit for what they want to do, and he's not gonna like buy into the role that they want him to play. So For he sure. just can't be a Laker if they want to be successful. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the title of this video has to be the Lakers are doomed because as currently constructed, they have no chance with Russell Westbrook, I don't think. Last year, I kind of talked myself into it thinking, oh, if they make him this supercharged Gary Payton the second mixed with Draymond Green, maybe they can do it. It just doesn't seem like it's going to work. So obviously, best case scenario, they trade him to somewhere like Indiana, Charlotte, uh, Utah, whatever. But if he's on the roster, even if... Okay, even if he's not on the roster and they send him home by John Wall, I just don't think they have enough without his money because you know it's forty million dollars just out on the bench. Yeah, I don't think they have enough pieces to survive without him either. Yeah, I def- definitely agree, dog. Like you having all those types of hopes and aspirations for them to work last season was just a hundred and ten percent. Donovan, we noticed them. Them Lakers fans are so delusional, and I'm sorry, Isaac. He's smart, <laughs> but you got some right, of that syndrome too. It's in the blood for sure, bro. Yeah. So, like you said, I agree. Like the only team in my mind currently that makes somewhat sense for them to trade for Russell Westbrook with a team like the Utah Jazz who has nothing to lose and nothing to gain because they got like 10 million picks all just like the OKC Thunder and I think y'all are just doomed bro like it's sad to say but I'm because of what your GM did Rob Palinka, my my goat is doomed <laughs> see okay when I say they're doomed so I'm not trying to say that gloom gloom I'm just trying to make it seem more you know uh, extreme than I'm trying to make it sound it's sounding more extreme than I'm really trying to make it be. They're doomed if they keep Russ, but I think they don't have to keep Russ. I think there definitely is a path to them making the trade, like you said. And I'm really hoping it's not the Utah one. I'm hoping it's the Indiana one that people hypotheticalize. Is that a word? You, either way, <laughs> bro, it's anything. It's anything, basically, at this point. Like, you yeah. have no room to be picky whatsoever. And uh, I think definitely something will happen because just today, I don't know if y'all saw it, but I saw some tweet talking about how Russell Westbrook went ahead and uh, enlisted his house for sale or something like that in L.A. And so I never know things those like that happen, though. Yeah, things like yeah, that happen know. so often. Something like that happened last season about Anthony Davis, I believe. So Pro- yeah, prob- I, I tried to probably probably Isaac real, real quick before before we keep moving forward. Talk about like what would that that Indiana deal and like like mm-hmm. if you're trading Russ to Indiana, what is that deal? Different trades yeah, of, yeah. yeah. What, what does that deal look like? Okay, so the popular one that people have been trying to get talking to existence for the past few months with Indiana has to do with them getting Miles Turner and Buddy Heald over to the Lakers in exchange for Russell Westbrook. And 
a mixture of first round picks. The Lake apparently it hasn't been happening because the Lakers want to only include one first round pick. But obviously the Pacers are like, no, we're giving you two great players. You're giving us one fucking awful player. We want two first round picks. So that's the holdup. And I think that would be a fantastic trade because whatever trade is out there, nothing is going to give them a higher ceiling than having the combination of Miles Turner and Anthony Davis as their backline of defense. Having those two rim protectors gives you the ceiling to be like a top five defense. And nothing else out there gives them the ceiling of a top five defense or offense. Yeah, but go go ahead, go ahead, Mo. Go ahead. I was gonna say like, but as a Lakers, I'm not a Lakers fan. But for you, as a lifelong Lakers fan, you're here for the long haul. You're not like one of them fake Lakers fans like me, part time. Whatever LeBron's playing and shit. You'd be. Would you be willing to give up like your future like that? Would you be willing to give up those twenty seven, twenty twenty seven, or and twenty twenty nine picks? Because that's literally all you guys have. Yeah, I mean, so. Yes, I, I think, think you, I think yes. Push comes to shove, I think you probably have to because what are you gonna yeah. do? Just waste the rest of LeBron's prime. But I also understand negotiation wise why they haven't done that. Nobody else has been like with the Kyrie thing. People were like, why don't they give up two first round picks? Get him when a Kyrie was available for a short period of time. The thing was nobody else was trying to get Kyrie. So why would you just go out there and throw your biggest offer on the table? It's the same thing with this. They have to try not to do it just because that's good, you know, use of assets. But I think when push comes to shove, like I said, they have to put two in eventually if they need to. They have to do right. They have to do that, and they're saying like, they're, they're saying like, okay, who like who else wants Kyrie? Who else wants Russ? Like, like you guys are gonna be forced into the spot to where you have to give up these first round picks. And when you ask like who wants these players, you do. Like it's very clear. <laughs> I know that you yeah. want. I know you want Kyrie, and I know that you don't want Russell in in your in your building anymore so that's the price Mm -hmm. that it's going to pay because it's been made very very clear that nobody in los angeles is happy with russell westbrook on the team yeah so that's the price that you have to pay so they're just gonna have to get over it if they want to move off of him and that's why ever since darvin ham was hired every time they talk in the media it's been about oh we have these plans to make russell westbrook work we believe in them lebron's out here tweeting about how russ is gonna have a bounce back season they're just trying to you know propagandize the shit and try to make it seem like they're not desperate but like you said, the other teams know they are, and the Lakers know that they shouldn't put everything out there all at once. So both sides have been pushing and pulling. That's why no deal is going to get done anytime soon. You know what's interesting? Just the other day, our guy Kenny went ahead and posted a video. I forgot on which channel, but he got like four million of those things. But uh, posted some gaming <laughs> channel. Content uh, machine. Yeah, exactly. He posted some gaming video of uh, him rebuilding the Lakers on 2K, and he traded for Julius Randle on the Oh, that's uh, another good one to talk Knicks. about. And yeah, everyone's like, talking about that. hella interesting. I love the fact so, yeah, that so, I love the idea of a, re, of a reunion. The, the, to give background on that, a lot of people are hypothetical. I keep saying hypotheticalizing. That's not a fucking word. Why do I, I said, that? The, said that twice now. <laughs> I don't, I've never said that day in my life. Bruh. A lot of people are talking about a potential trade where the Knicks would take on Russell Westbrook in order to shed Julius Randle and Evan Fournier's salary. That way they can just rid the books and try to, you know, get the rebuild going through free agency. I would fucking hate that as a Lakers fan. Because we're getting rid of Russell Westbrook to bring in six nine Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So I prefer not to do that. And Julius, okay, I think Julius is gonna have a bounce back season compared to last year, but he's just not a good fit with LeBron and AD. So like, he's not worth dealing with his negatives to reap the positives because those positives don't give you that great of a ceiling. Yeah. Plus, also his contract is way longer than Russell Westbrook's as well. So yeah. it's just like you're stuck with a six nine Russell Westbrook for what two mm-hmm. or three more years. So it's, it's yeah. just all around down bad. Plus side, you got Evan yeah. Fournier, but he's Evan Fournier. So mm-hmm. it's really that yeah, much like To plus. make Julius in his best case scenario to thrive, he has to get back to where he was two years ago where he has a ball in his hands and he's making a ridiculous amount of shots off the dribble. And he's not going to have those opportunities next to LeBron and AD. You want somebody who doesn't need the ball in his hands in that way. And that's just not AD's, That's just not Randall's game. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think I, at the end of the day, right? So 
and that, let's let's get into this, right? Because so, if the Lakers keep Westbrook, right, where do mm-hmm. you guys have them in the West? Are they a potential playoff team? Because that's yeah, that, yeah. that's that's clearly the the standard, at right mm-hmm. right now. Is can you can you at least make the can you make the play in? Can you get there? I'm glad you asked that. So obviously last year they didn't make the playoffs, and people have been kind of talking about them as if they're not playoff quality at all because of that record. But we know that record was what it is because of the ridiculous amount of injuries to LeBron and AD. If they, even if they keep Russ, they're going to be a playoff contender. Like we're talking about them like they're going to be a 14 seed, and I think that's way over the top. They're going to be in the mix for the seven, eight, maybe six seed. Well, I don't. I I, don't, I think that six is kind of high. I maybe I, maybe. But, but I, again, I really when you have a healthy like, LeBron and AD, your ceiling's pretty high. I think I think even with the with those two healthy, I think they're probably going to be in the playing range. They're probably going to be mm-hmm. in, in seven through ten, like because. I agree. So like, if you look at the top six from last year, you have Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Utah, and Denver. Obviously, Utah is going to drop down, but you're assuming that the Clippers the Cl- are in there. Exactly, yeah. assuming that the Clippers are going to make that jump. And I don't think even with all of with you know with LeBron and AD healthy, I don't think that they're better than those six teams. It's a it's a very real possibility, but I feel like that's best case scenario. And so mm-hmm. I think with with the Lakers, it's going to be can you get to the seventh seed to make sure that you only have to win one game and not have two yeah. random, you know, playing games God, that, that, that's that, the can, ceiling. That, that can derail your season. We're so cooked, man. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's done. It's done. If, if, they, yeah. if, they don't, if they don't get rid of Russ, man, it's – and it sucks because, like, I, I want Westbrook to be good, but he's not doing the things that he needs to yeah. do in order to, to do it. So it's like I can't root for you like that. Yeah, you I'm glad you said that because I think – I think yeah, I think we should talk about what is what's the reason that he makes him so bad? Because a lot of people might see that oh, Russ the year before that he was still averaging a triple double with the Wizards, helping them lead them to the playoffs. Why can't they make it work? So I think we have to talk about specifically on the court X's and O's why it's such a fucking terrible fit. I think the, I just think the, it's the, the first thing. his brand of basketball. That's all it is, bro. His freestyle, free of play, like his his style of basketball is meant to uplift fans who have no hope and have never had anything good in their lives before. And the Lakers are not that. They've had they're one of the most spoiled art organizations in the entire NBA. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Organizations like OKC, you know what I'm saying? The Wizards, okay, cool. He can go out there and do whatever he wants and everyone everyone will love it regardless, bro. But not in LA, not with LeBron. Yeah, not with LeBron, that shit not going to fly. And especially <laughs> under that LA like microscope that they have. Yeah, I think so. Whatever you think about the positives of Russell Westbrook, the few things that he does really well that you would think he'd bring to whatever team he goes on, finishing at the rim, playmaking, so creating shooters, creating open shots from the three point line by using his penetration to get to the rim, uh, running in transition. Those, that's pretty much the main things, right? Using his using his pressure at the rim in yep. different ways to make their team better. Yeah, none of those things came to fruition with the Lakers. Let me look at these numbers I have. So their offensive rating without Russ on the court was a 112. With Russ on the court, it was a 109. So they got three Damn. points per 100 possessions worse. That, that, that's big picture, not great. But it gets yeah. more specific. The rim scoring with Russ on the court was at 66%. With him off the court, 68%. So again, they got better scoring at the rim when he sat on the, when he sat on the bench, they got better scoring at the rim, which is really weird. Their three-point shooting was better with him off the court. Their half-court offense is better with him off the court. Their transition offense was way better with him off the court. Every single area he's supposed to help you, he did the opposite. 
it's tough. It, listen, all of that's tough, and it's because it's because of the fact that Russ just can't shoot. And so, like when you have when you have LeBron up top, and you're trying to put you you know you're trying to put Westbrook mm-hmm. on on the wing or or in the corner, people can sag off at any at any point, right? So if you so if you have him on the wing, you can you can sag off. Those driving lanes are no longer there. And so, pass, yeah. so passing lanes get clogged up. You already have AD who, like, if he's playing down low, you play these double big lineups sometimes with AD and Dwight. If if AD, if AD doesn't want to play center, like, it's just not enough shooting. You kind of revert back to, like, 1995 NBA spacing. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. everybody else has just kind of progressed past that offensive system. So you just – you're playing mm-hmm. prehistoric basketball with him on the court. So it's just not, the it's fact just that not they were starting out. games in the beginning of the season with DeAndre Jordan in the same lineup as AD and oh Russ my God. is fucking malpractice. You cannot have Russ and AD in the same lineup without a stretch five or no five at all. It's bonkers. Dude, whatever – what DeAndre Jordan's reputation in the NBA the last – what? When has, how long has he been, like, absolutely done for? Like, like four, four years. He's been in four. starting lineups for contenders about being ass. Yeah, garbage, bro. Dead garbage, bro. It's been ridiculous. But, yeah, like, to touch on your point, just things like that, absolutely, like, bro, Frank Vogel, oh, my God. That's a whole other discussion that I don't even want to get into, bro. But We can leave him to, in the past. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to, like, the strictly the X's and O's, there's just absolutely no breathing room, like Donovan said, for Russ to do Russ-type things. And because of the type of mm-hmm. players that he that that's around him who – like LeBron, for instance, who excel at the same type of things, they just you have no one to feed feed off of and bounce back off of. Like in my mind, the perfect NBA duos and just teams in general are full of players who can do what the other player cannot do. Like the yeah. perfect example in my mind is like they're not a true duo or a trio, but um, someone like Steph Curry and fucking Sean Livingston, Sean Livingston, bro, <laughs> completely different Wild players. Picks. Completely right. different players, bro. Right. Completely yeah. different players, but they bounce back off of each other extremely yeah. well, and they do do things that they both they do things that they cannot do physically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what it, and like it's just it's just something I don't like, and that's another reason why I love Trey Young, Dejounte Murray. I'm gonna mention them every time I get. <laughs> So it's not even the fact that they can do things that the other person can't do. What's really important is that they can do the things they're good at while the other person is on the court. So like even like Kyrie and James Harden with KD, all those players kind of do the same thing in terms of creating shots off the dribble and making their own shot. But because they're able to be off the ball shooters really well and playmakers off the catch and drive, they could do that while the other person was on the court with them. Being able to be scalable and do your game and provide value next to other stars is like the most important thing. And Russ is literally the worst star in the history of the NBA when it comes to that. That's yeah. so. That's so tough. That's that's so tough. I don't want to give him that category because like, it's yes, he he's great. Listen, but, it's probably very probably, specific circumstances. That's what I'm saying. It's probably it's probably true. I just, I like have this. I have this innate like want to just you know cape for for Russ for his entire career because yeah. I feel because I I feel like this. I feel like this last stint with the Lakers. Everybody's taking it and it's kind of expanded it to his entire career, and it's just like, I mean that's that's not. It's not necessarily true. Like he's always had like these flaws, but it's never been to this, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never oh, been sure. to to yeah. this to this magnitude. So like you've still been able to create winning situations around him. So like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want people to to turn around and start saying that you know Russ's whole career has been like this or whatever. Yeah, no, but no, like no. the the last years, obviously, you yeah. you just have to move thing, on. The thing about him is that, like I said, his scalability next to other stars is nowhere near other people's caliber. And you can see that people will like often refute that by saying he was still making deep playoff runs with KD or PG, etc. 
And that's true. He is a talent. Playoff still... runs with PG. <laughs> I know he had one good year. He had the yeah. second round, I think. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's still in no, good I teams was, with I those think players. He's out in the first round. They, oh, yeah, they, no, Dame they, sent him. Yeah, they never made it out yeah. the first. Donovan Mitchell he, sent them home in the first round too. True. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, people were saying that he's existed next to other stars before. So, like to say he can't is not true. Same thing with James Harden. But the thing is, he has a talent to make it work still. But if you pick somebody who's just as good as him, but with different types of skills that work better than other stars, like let's say him and Chris Paul are equal, if you were to put Chris Paul with KD, maybe they wouldn't make the Western Conference Finals, maybe they'd make the actual finals. You know what I mean? It just takes you further when you have skill sets that match better with the stars you're with. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I think I think for, for the Lakers, though, like, because, listen, whatever happens with, whatever happens with, with Russ, like, that's that's going to happen. But the key for them, Anthony Davis has to play, like, like the star that they need him to to be like that's that's a huge part and yeah and if he if Anthony Davis does not come out and if he's not like you know the brow or whatever they thought that they were getting whenever they traded for him they're going to have serious problems yeah okay but Dude. see now we're gonna get into this you say that as if when he's on the he, so the problem is he's not on the court he's been injured the past two years but you say that like he hasn't been great when he's on the court he's still been exceptional when he plays so we really have to hope he stays healthy which yes he's injury prone but at a certain point it's just bad luck so I agree, but it's not. We, we talk about it as if he's a worse player now than he was two years ago, and that's just not true. The thing, the thing. Well, par, part of it, part of it is is that that he is worse, and and the the main way that he's worse is that when you when you go back and you look at what he was doing in the bubble, Andy Davis turned into like a shoot. He was a shooter, right? He, yeah. He had he had the best shooting run of his entire career in the bubble, and so what I'm talking about, Anthony Davis needs to step up. Clearly, LeBron is declining. I'm not saying he's not great, but. It's starting. You're trying to get it toward to where it gets like this, right? To where, to, to where like, I mean, to where like a... LeBron's coming down a little bit, AD's coming up, and for AD in the in the bubble, right in the playoffs, from mm-hmm. from from mid range, he was in the 75th percentile of all of all bigs. He was shooting 49 percent from from mid range. So crazy. Since then, since then he shot 40. He shot 43 percent, 38 percent, and 39 percent, dropping down to the 40th percentile in those in those categories. If he's not mm-hmm. going to be the shooter that he is, right, I, I need him to be absolutely dominant in everything else that he does. I'm talking about, like, MVP level because clearly that 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 aspect of it, which helped push the Lakers, huge, huge, right? They, they got a championship yeah. out of it. If he's not going to be that as a mid-range shooter, I need that everywhere else. In my mind, mm-hmm. not even that is enough for the Lakers to go ahead and be propelled towards the top of the East of the Western Conference or even in the middle of the pack. Along with that, you mentioned the twenty twenty one, bro. Their their help, their supporting cast needs to like absolutely step up. What's his name? They called that man what? AR fifteen, uh, Hillbilly Alex Kobe, Austin Reeves. Yeah, uh, they called the that man, man Hillbilly Kobe, bro. Exactly. Like <laughs> he needs to have he needs to have an insane amount of progression his second year. And I don't know if you can ex- expect that out of uh, what what was he? He was an undrafted rookie, I believe. Correct. And yeah. like you need some like Malik Monk type production out of someone like Lonnie Walker. And I don't know if that's just feasible because he's never been known to be that type of caliber of shooter in my opinion so we're asking like, guys yeah. we're asking guys who are 77 78 overalls on, on 2k right like no that, they're like, like, like that like that caliber <laughs> like that caliber of player to go ahead and, and give them like 82 83 overall production and it's you're really yeah. asking for a lot of people to stretch like you look at this entire lineup outside of lebron and ad you have mellow there's pat bev um troy brown jr uh juan toscano anderson right oh my like, god 
Damien Jones. Ke- the most uninspiring group of names I've ever heard. Bro, Damien is Kendrick Jones. Nunn okay? Is Kendrick Nunn okay? Because apparently... No, he's, he's he had, dead. He doesn't he had, exist. He had the craziest bone bruise ever. I've never seen anybody out an Bro, entire year. he got it from bruise. bumping his knee on a coffee table. And he's been out for a year and a half. Is that is that for real true? Yes, he bumped his knee in a coffee table. It's been about a year now. He bumped his knee in a coffee table. And he's just now getting back to five-on-five activities. He had to... You know what I think... Listen, conspiracy theory. Let's let's open our let's open our third eye. He had to secretly tear. <laughs> he had to secretly tear his ACL, and they just didn't want. He didn't it. want to tell anybody. They, they, and they didn't want to tell anybody because they were gonna make fun of him the same way like John Wall like slipped and tore his Achilles. They, they were like, that's crazy. We got We got a shield. That. We got a shield. Kendrick Nunn from <laughs> from from the haters. Random. John Wall tore his Achilles by dancing in the shower and falling. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> bro, that got to be some cap too. There's just no way. There's just no way. How bad bro, how big of how big of this is his shower? How bad did he slip? He's a millionaire. I bet you his yeah. shower is huge. Like Yeah, yeah, gigantic. Yeah, sure yeah, he's limited. <laughs> it's not, it's not a dorm room like shower, four. my guy. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Well, his shower's got to be the size of my fucking living room. He, yeah, he got he got sure. walls in his shower. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But right, I think we all kind of feel the same about the Lakers. If they don't move Russ, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. If they do move him, they have a chance. Even... But even if they do move him, they still have a big hill to climb up because their supporting yeah. cast is horrible. So I don't even like talking about the Lakers anymore, bro. It's just, it just, they just like killed my mood, and it's so depressing, bro. It's fun to talk about, but it's depressing. <laughs> Who are you fucking telling? All right, let's move on to the next team in the division. Let's talk about the Kings. People are you? They're really a let's popular not, sleeper pick for the let's playoffs. Not talk, let's, oh let's not talk. Let's not. I like about talking about him, bro. I'm like I'm a De'Aaron Fox believer. If I'm buying stock to, into any NBA player who seems to have low stock, it's De'Aaron Fox easily. Mm, okay. People are they've been a very big favorite for like a sneaky playoff talks conversation. I don't think I'm willing to go there, but I see why they're interesting to people. Why? Why can can you guys tell me these guys suck? Yeah. They, they okay, suck. so last year they were horrendous, right? They had a bottom five, they had a bottom three offense and a bottom three defense in the league. Wasn't great. De'Aaron Fox also wasn't great for most of the year. But in the 16 games after they got DeMontis Sabonis, he got hurt, so he didn't play the last few. But yeah. in the 16 games he had him with, he averaged 29 points, seven assists, four rebounds, shot 38% from three, and 50% from the field. That's why it's exciting. Is De'Aaron Fox with actual spacing, within a second star next to him, now you had Keegan Murray, now you had Kevin Herter, and whoever else small signings they made, that potential for him making that jump and playing like that full time makes him at least interesting. In the exactly. in that same stretch, right? So they they had they had some bonus for like the last they had some bonus for sixteen games. Post All Star break, they played twenty two games. The Kings yeah, they weren't great. The King the Kings net rating is minus six. It was twenty fifth in the league. So like even though that everything else is is going on and you might see a little bit of progression, it feels a little bit more like empty stats to me. they still suck they they're still they're still <laughs> yeah. not they're still not a good team they're not, the thing they're, is they're not before make then the they sucked but before then they sucked and De'Aaron Fox was mid so at least now you see a version of him that has potential to be enabled by the star and then I think the big thing is though is adding Keegan Murray people have really high hopes for what he can be right away in the league and I get it he's gonna be really fucking good yeah I but my more so like all like you said like you guys said um when you were when you were pointing out towards Donovan Mitchell being not Donovan Mitchell, my bad um, De'Aaron Fox actually improving his game second half or during the last few games of the um, regular season, it all falls on his shoulders at the end of the day, of course mm-hmm. injuries and blah blah blah, all those type of things happen but if De'Aaron Fox can be that dude once again I feel like he's like a forgotten star in the NBA I don't even want to call him he's a star, not a star. Anymore, but even like he, he has that type of potential 
No one can debate that. No one can argue that. He has that potential. How many that years can you say that, though? It's, he's been in the league for, what, six years now? Exactly. He's 25. Like, at a certain point, like, Five, how, how many years can you – he's going to be a star. Maybe he's just a really good player that's not ever going to be a star. Maybe he'll – maybe he'll – <laughs> Maybe he'll get that uh, Andrew Wiggins type treatment, and whenever like you know, what I'm saying the Sacramento Kings get tired of him, and he gets tired of the Kings, he'll be released from his shackles and be traded to a random <laughs> team like the Minnesota Timberwolves or fucking who fucking knows bro, yeah. like, at this point. But I just Hopefully. feel like it all—it's all on his shoulders because now, mm-hmm. like you know, what I'm saying all the excuses are out the window. He has talent. He has a spacing. Tyrese Halliburton's not in the picture anymore. And, like, yo, if Tyrese Halliburton's going to be flourishing over there in Indiana and putting up all types of crazy efficient stats and you over here still shooting, like, fucking 28% from the <laughs> three-point line, that's going to be a dirty look. And that's when I decide to yank my yank all of my all of my bucks away yeah. from De'Aaron you mentioned the, the you mentioned him shooting twenty eight percent from three point line. That's the was biggest it 28% thing for him. Per, I don't know if it was twenty eight percent. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. He shot uh, that one year. He was really good. He shot yeah. like thirty eight percent from three, and then the pat the next two years he shot like thirty percent, whatever it was. Yeah. And then that stretch where I just mentioned he was really good, it's because he once again he shot thirty eight percent from three. When that shot is falling for him, he's a completely different player. But for the majority of his career, that hasn't been the case. We've just seen those flashes. So you're just rolling the dice every year like, if he's gonna have a hot hand or not. Yeah. And that's not a. This, and as we've seen, that's not a sustainable way to, to run a franchise or to have, like, you know, to have your star player be like, hey, listen, if he, if our star shoots well, then we're going to be okay. And if it and if he doesn't, then we're going to suck. And for <laughs> and most of the time, he doesn't shoot well. Ex- ex- exactly. So, like, <laughs> look, for, for the Kings, I think what they are doing culture-wise is the right thing to do. I think... I think trying to make a play into I think Is it? I do. I think I think at a certain point trading right? Tyrese Halliburton for a win now move that gives you like what would you have done, Isaac? Ceiling? I what think you, I, I think at a certain I think at a certain point. Look, look, listen. Maybe Halliburton wasn't. Maybe the Halliburton trade wasn't the that wasn't necessarily the move to make. But I think for them, I think it's a disastrous move. I listen. I think for the I also think that it was a bad trade. But I'm saying I think that for them to say. Hey, at, at at some point we have to stop saying, "Oh, we're going to keep rebuilding. We're going to keep rebuilding." At some point, like they haven't been to the playoffs in like seventeen years, or you, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they have the longest streak without without the playoffs. You have Damn. to make a conscious effort um, to try and say we're we're not going to be losers anymore. So I think that they're making the right deal. I do think though that. De'Aaron and Sabonis isn't going to work out. I don't think that it's going to get them to the play-in. And so, then why is it a good move? Why is it respectable? And if you think it's not going to work, I, I think, think that's the whole point: is that the, you have a young princi- star and you get rid principle, of him. I think the I think the principle of trying to of trying to win, I think that is putting them in in the in the right direction. However, Bro, I, 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 don't, I don't I don't no no the print the principle matters because when it's you're reputation Bro, principle. Principle means nothing when you don't have the material conditions to make that principle matter. If in principle I wanted to say I'm going to okay, win now, officer then, Isaac, <laughs> <laughs> I just be like, sure. In principle, we want to win. Great, everybody wants to win. But when you have a young star like Terry's Halliburton, who I think has a much higher ceiling than De'Aaron Fox, and you get rid of that for a win now move, which your version of winning is 42 games, maybe it's ridiculous. If you have somebody. Listen, every everybody has everybody has has different levels, right? The standard, even even when when the Lakers are bad and when the Kings are bad, when the Lakers are bad and they're and they're saying like, oh, okay, we have to we have to fix this. Their version of fixing it is we need to build mm-hmm. a championship contender for the Kings. Yeah. If you have not been anywhere, your version of fixing it is to get to 
is to get to 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 the playoffs to the plan at least give your young players an opportunity to compete on on a higher stage they have not done that in nearly two decades and if you're going to bring up players you're going to keep drafting good players like keegan murray you have to be able to cultivate them in a decent culture and so that's what i'm saying like being able to say we're going to try and win now that's the that's the that's the principle that they have to lean on whether whether or not they want to they're going to tear down or or even make the plan that's still to be seen because i may be wrong and they may make the plan i don't think i'm wrong but but (laughs) you're wrong either exactly yeah but i think that trying to create a winning culture that's the right move i think that that for them success this year just has to look like progress Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not trying to say that like a championship or bust for the Sacramento Kings. Exactly. That's it's ridiculous. There, there is value to being a good team and bringing winning basketball to your city. I just think when that doing that necessitates getting rid of your only promising prospect, that's where you lose me. And you and from what I'm understanding too, you believe that they could have done literally the exact same thing, possibly gotten more value out of someone like De'Aaron Fox because it's undeniable he's the better player right now. Compared, yeah. well, it's it's very close. It's very close. I personally would yeah, have Tyrese, but it's very close. It's very close. Um, yeah. like you think they could have literally replicated the exact same thing, and maybe their timeline no. would have been pushed back instead of this year contending for forty-two or thirty-nine games or whatever. They could have done it mm-hmm. next year or the year after that and had a much higher ceiling. So I definitely see where you come well, from. And I, I think if they could have done that, Tyrese, they would have done but, that. I think from all the reportings, they were shopping both of them, and there yeah. just wasn't a deal out there for De'Aaron, so they cashed in on Tyrese while they could and tried to build around De'Aaron, which is just like, you know, take the money in hand thing, and which I think is the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Obviously, like, I think you should, if you can't trade uh, De'Aaron and maximize your time around Halliburton right now, wait. Keep Halliburton. This win now move can come at any point. You don't no need to force it. Can the... I, I, I mean, listen. I don't know if you're the if the win now move can come at at any point. Um, if you're if you're the Kings, because it's not like you're getting guys. Yeah. In, it's not like you're getting guys in free agency. Like you really have to build through the draft and through trades, and so you kind of have to like you have to make your own luck. If you're in these cities like Sacramento, Utah, right, Minnesota, the, those those types of small markets. So, I I think that for them, again. I I liked I like Tyrese Halliburton. I think that he is going to be a good player, and I probably wouldn't have have traded him um, this soon after after drafting him. But the aggressive nature is something that I like from the Kings. Yeah, and that's kind of the only good thing that I can say about the Kings because they are <laughs> going to be a bad basketball team again. I just I, do, I just don't see the the vision, even if the like again, unless the Aaron Fox turns into like a near forty percent three point shooter. They're not going to have. They're they're not going to have the scoring from their primary options to be able to be you know competent like that. Yeah, I think all it all rests in Keegan Murray's hands. All yeah, Keegan Murray's hands just for him to average fucking thirteen a game, bro. Yeah, if, if he's Kawhi, all, then they're going to be good. Yeah, but all in all, like I just realized that the last time that Demontis Sabonis and Aaron Fox played over seventy games was back in, like, 2019, and that feels like ages ago, bro. And for yeah. how competitive the West is, even though they got, like, slightly worse this year, it's still a dogfight, and that's just not going to fight. That's not going to fight, bro. They both each need to play at least 70 games, and they need, about, they need to be out there on a consistent basis for them to even have a chance in the playing. For sure. Yeah, that's if they don't have both thing. those guys available, they're cooked. Yeah, there's no way. Okay, we've, we've talked for 15 minutes about the Suns now. I mean, about the Kings. That's way too much time to talk about yeah. these teams. <laughs> it should have been two minutes. <laughs> Especially because none of us think they're going to make the playoffs. So <laughs> let's, let's move the hell on. <laughs> let's do it. Who's next? Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. 
Okay. Ooh. Are quite the I was gonna say polarizing team, but they're not even polarizing. They're just completely shit on and belittled and totally not believed in at all right now. See, my first thing about the second, I mean, about the Phoenix Suns is like, bro, I just feel so icky about their whole situation um, when it comes to specifically like DeAndre Hayden and shit. Like, they didn't want to mm-hmm. pay that dude, there, and there was a whole bu- whole bunch of back and forth going on, you know. And I think for a second he was dangled out there, and I'm pretty sure there's no way in hell he wasn't involved in no trade talks with like Kevin Durant, even though I don't think that was gonna happen. He was definitely yeah. involved in some talks, bro. And I'm just like. There's no way the chemistry is going to ever hit the same like it was last year. Him and all them boys yeah. going to be out there grittying. And y- y'all remember that, uh, <laughs> that post-game win that they had against, I think it was against the Warriors or whatever. He slapped slapped up Devin Booker's hand. He was like, winner's work, baby, or some, some fucking cringe-ass <laughs> shit. Bro, they were clicking on all cylinders like last year. They were such a well-oiled machine of a team. Like yeah. They were a top three offense, top three defense. They were basically, in terms of, types of players you need and how they affect each other a perfect basketball team in that way for the regular season they were the most how are you gonna do that again yeah and yeah, i be, like, i believe like one of the biggest reasons for that of course talent's a huge key but their chemistry was one to none mm-hmm. one to none bro and i think it, it dismantled yeah. a little bit after like all the drama how they went out and all that stuff bro it's an excuse for sure this whole this whole thing is going to be super super interesting right because like, like you said like this this is a team that post All Star break, they were still top three in in net rating. Like they they were they were clicking on all cylinders. We're still getting really good Chris Paul play, which I think is yeah. is very very important, especially with him. Like every year, it's a dice roll at this point. Yeah, and but like like listen, like like Mo was saying, the way that they handled the DeAndre Ayton situation is absolute just mismanagement, right? Because yeah, they they matched hit they matched the the offer sheet. The day got signed, and if you were going, and bro, they probably intended to the whole time. And that's the that's the problem. That that's where the mismanagement yep. lies. Is that if you were going to, if you were never going to let him walk out the building, you give him the extension up front, and you keep him happy, and you keep everything going. But mm-hmm. and as today, like you know, the the, the Robert Sarver, uh, the investigation, the penalties came out, and you see that from the top <laughs> down, right? There's this mis- oh there's mismanagement. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're not going to get into it, but there's mismanagement. That boy was swinging his dangling out, bro. I'm for the tooth. I'm sorry, I had to say. That. I'm sorry, but that shit is so violating. <laughs> I tried not to, but you mentioned it. I couldn't resist. Oh my god. And that is listen and. You're not supposed to be swinging. You're dangling out in in, in the workplaces, right? Like this, yeah. it's just mismanagement. It's not a joke. Let's make that clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, not good. I, I'm I'm trying. I'm being I'm being I'm being very serious. Like that's that's mismanagement from ownership down. And so from whether like what the culture looks like to how they did that, I have no idea what the chemistry does. What the chemistry looks like. They looked completely torn apart. Luca took their absolute soul in Game Seven. Yeah, it was nuts. We've never seen a meltdown like that in NBA history in terms of a team that's that much, that highly favored going out in that fucking down bad of a fashion. We'll never see it again, probably. I I, I don't I don't know. And so, like, they were, listen, they were eight games ahead of, of the Grizzlies, who were, who were the two seed. They were eight games better <sighs> than the second seed it's a in the West. massive gap. Right? I don't Jesus. know if they end up as top three this season. See, I don't, I don't, the problem I don't with know. them is, like, I agree that you might be right. That might not happen again. But the, I think we have to talk about the reasons why. Mm-hmm. They were so great last year because of a variety of factors, but those factors were such high volatility. Their offense made no sense on paper. You know, in the modern NBA, everybody focuses on shooting shots from the three-point line mm-hmm. and from the rim, the most efficient places on the court. Mm-hmm. They shot by far the highest amount of mid-range shots in the league. 
I guess not even close. Mid-range shooters. Forty-one percent of their shots came from the from mid-range. The league average is thirty percent. But they were able to do that because they shot 48% from the mid-range, which is also ridiculous. The league average is 42%. Can they replicate that again? They've done it two years in a row now, but can they do it a third year? I think so that they because, can. I think they can because you have because you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker taking those exactly. shots. And it's not... And Bridges and Aiden also shoot extremely well from the yeah, range. And People like, like, forget it's like their whole team. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not like you have, you know, De'Aaron Fox shoot, shooting, those, shoot, <laughs> <laughs> shooting those, those mid-range shots. But like when you have when you have those two guys who have made their entire careers off of that shot, like I think that's that's you know you can replicate that. Mm-hmm. I re- I really really just think that the yeah. the intangibles are going to get them this year, and but and, every, and, and everybody else coming up. There's one other thing that to replicate. On top of being ridiculously reliant on mid range shots, they were also by far the best clutch team in the NBA. If you look at their shooting numbers so in the clutch, which is, I think, qualified the last five minutes when mm-hmm. the score is within 10 or within five, whatever it is, they shot, they won a ridiculous amount of those games where it came down to the fourth quarter, like to an almost inconsistent, I mean, unreplicable way. They were like 17-0 and in clutch games. I don't remember the exact top of my head, but it was like something absurd. That is absolutely not replicable. No team in NBA history will be able to do that consistently. That's just pure luck at that point. They, but again, they did it the year prior. Or no, actually no. I'm, I'm not to at, this level though. Not yeah, to yeah, this yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they have they have continued to to be clutch. If you look at the season before, they had this. They had the second best record in the clutch, right? And so they've been they've been mm-hmm. able they've been able to execute down the stretch of games for two years now. So I think yeah. I think for them, for for the Suns, really, what it is is, are you going to be able to translate? what's on paper a great situation and you still have all the pieces there, are you going to be able to recover from the way that you went out, from the way that the eight in contract um, was, was mishandled? And again, I, I'm, I'm not joking. And the, the, um, the Robert Sarver stuff, are you going, are you, are you going yeah. to, are you going to be able to take all of this offseason turmoil, turmoil, put it to the side and keep going to work and keep doing what you're doing. And I personally just think that that's a lot to, that's a lot to it overcome. Is. Yeah, but then bro. again, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of factors, but we've also seen him do it. Maybe we got to just believe they'll do it until they don't. Yeah, they have the talent. I, I personally believe this is kind of off, slightly off tangent, but I feel like this is this season is probably going to be their last real chance of having championship type contention, um, a mm. championship type contention season. And because after this, fucking CP3 is going to be what, like 30, he's going to be 38 years old come May. Entering and entering next season to be thirty eight, and that it, it, there's just no way in hell in my mind a thirty eight year old CP three can help carry this um, organization as yeah. well as and help them play as well as they did over the last two to three seasons at that point. And something that just irritates my soul that I don't know why nobody <laughs> talks about this, bro. Here but in go. the twenty twenty NBA draft, for, they had like the ninth or tenth yes. overall pick. You know who they picked? Fucking Jalen Smith. He sounds like a a created. Oh, he's he sounds like an auto generated player from two K, bro. bro. No, nope. and then they traded Dude. him. They got rid of him in the off season. Exactly. I mean, the trade deadline. For yeah, exactly, bro. He's a he's a fifty five overall doodoo shirt. You know what I'm saying? He's, I think he's a good player for Indiana. <laughs> no, you know he was he was solid last year. Actually, he was actually yeah. looking kind of promising, which exactly. is why they cashed in on him. Exactly. But like during that timing, I'm just like you see someone like Tyrese Halliburton, who is an older rookie, who will be an mm-hmm. older rookie at that point in time. And he kind of he directly matches the timeline for everyone else. Feeds on it. Just it, it irritates my soul, and I don't think they're going to see success, bro. This yeah. year, I'm glad next you brought year, that up. It's wraps. 
<laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because we're talking about the ways in which they're being very volatile, having to replicate very tough situations. That's another reason why. They don't believe in the draft. Since James Jones got there, they just punt the draft every year and just say that's not how we build. Like they've, He's come out on record and said that we're not a team that builds through the draft. That is so not... They're not like, well-ran. You, 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 can't, you can't keep that up. Like You they're have not to use the draft. Ran, Every I've, good team does. I feel like they they just stumbled onto this, this success that they yeah. had. Like It just happened right timing. CP3 had his down bad moment with the OKC Thunder. Value was at an all-time low, and it just all had... It's like a, it's a Cinderella story. That's all it You're is right. at this like, point, yeah. bro. They haven't made no legit yeah. real they, moves. They were, they were garbage world. for a decade before this little run. They're probably bad after, like... They're, they're catching lightning in a bottle right now, and at a certain point, it's going to run out. Yeah, exactly, bro. Facts. Yeah. They're an interesting team. I'll give them that. For sure. I think we can move on to the next team now. We, we, got, our, we got our sons talk out there. Who we got next? We're going to talk about the probably, if in this little group, the most polarizing team on this list, the Clippers. Because I know one of us here has very Are strong they? opinions about them. Okay. Uh, listen, listen. Yeah. My 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 opinions about the Clippers are more about the Clippers culture and just the way that they like present yeah, themselves. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you know, because uh, <laughs> oh, on okay. listen on paper on paper, the Clippers are great, and like I'm not, I, you know, like I'm not gonna sit here and, and act like they're gonna like they're gonna suck. They have they have guys. They have they have listen like they have you have stars in in Kawhi and Paul George, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be able to have your your three and D guys. Like like a Robert Covington, like like a Batum, like a uh, like, like a Norman Powell, right? You have depth uh, a little bit at the point guard position with Reggie Jackson, and John Wall. Like they have, they are they are deep. They have stars. They have people who can defend. They have shooters. They have kind of everything on paper. And so except I'm, for a five, I'm, huh? Big man depth. Except for big man depth. I mean Zubac. Zubac is solid. Zubac is solid. He's, ser- he's that, serviceable. That, he's serviceable. But mm-hmm. but if yeah. you if you're saying hey we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go small and kind of and try to run people out, out the gym they have the personnel to do that yep and so Batum and Mark and Morris they they're gonna they're gonna be really really good and if Kawhi can stay healthy right because the last time we saw Kawhi he was listen Kawhi was moving up there in the in the player rankings the the last time yeah. we saw him he was yeah. dynamite so if he can yeah. stay healthy they're they're good. Yeah. What do you think is their ceiling, Mohammed? Peak, like everything goes well. Mm-hmm. I think that they are a top three seed. Everything goes well. That's the peak to you? Yeah, peak top okay, three. Okay, let me get let me get out there. We're, 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 we're on bro. different wavelengths. We're on different wavelengths here. If everything clicks right for them, they're gonna be the best team in the NBA and it's not gonna be close. Yeah. Mm. I don't think people realize how mind bogglingly deep they are. Like, we're going to get into the season starts, and people are going to just, like, it's, the realization is going to hit them like a truck that this team, on paper, is by far the best in the NBA. It's utterly ridiculous. Let me let me read out their roster to you. Or not their roster, but their core. So, obviously, they have PG, Kawhi, and Zubak as three lock-in starters. After that, they have to start two of Reggie Jackson, Morris, John Wall, Batum, Norm Jackson, and then they also have some other bench guys that are pretty good. Being able to start only two of those guys is fucking madness. And having the other three off the bench... They're ridiculous. Listen, I and I I don't I don't know where where you guys are on John Wall. I I'm still relatively high on John Wall. I think that he's I think that he's going to be able to to give the Clippers like some like really really good minutes, and he's going to be more than just mm-hmm. like you know 12, 13 minutes a night spark plug. Like I think he's going to be playing like valuable minutes for them. And yeah. one of the, one of the things that they haven't necessarily had right is a is a really really like smart point guard 
and and, some, yeah. and somebody who, who knows the game. And John Wall, John Wall could do that. He can get Kawhi the the ball in his spots. He can set up Paul George. And Paul, listen, PG, he's he's an underrated facilitator. I I, I think I think that he can he can you know he can kind of orchestrate the offense a, a little bit. But if he can just focus on scoring the ball and not have to worry about getting everybody else you know involved, then that's when mm-hmm. you that's when you maximize Paul George. And that's and that's when you maximize Kawhi Leonard. And so having John Wall there is going to be huge. Yeah, for sure. that is absolutely true. But, Go ahead. I mentioned the fact that they have to start only two of those players next to the two stars and Zubac. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think are going to be those two players they start? Because it's going to be an incredibly hard decision for them. Now that's super tough, bro. Um, yes. Yeah. Now that's hella tough. Now they have. So of I'll course, tell you the options again. Uh-huh. There's, so they can either start a point guard, it would be John Wall or Reggie Jackson. Or they can start Norm Powell, or Nick Batum, Markeith Morris, Robert Covington. Those I'll feel the names the I'll feel comfortable starting John Wall simply because I know he's more of a pass first player, and at at this point of his career, mm-hmm. he's definitely pass first. And I like the thought of Reggie Jackson being like a spark plug type player offensively, just a fucking machine, getting whatever shot he wants and keeping yeah. the offense afloat. And as for uh, that, what that four spot, correct? Yes. Yeah, four, yeah, I, it could either be a three or a four. Maybe you yeah, can push Kawhi yeah, to four. Someone, someone interchangeable, I think that's really up in the air, and it just really depends on who the hell you're going against on that night. It's either going to be Rob or um, or Morris. I think I think they yeah. end up – I think they end up – I think what happens with the point guard position, I think Reggie ends up starting at point guard, but John Wall is going to finish games. Um, once, once we get into, like, March and April – and we start like curating lineups for the playoffs. That's when you're going to see John Wall in those closing lineups. And then I think yeah. I think Covington takes the takes the fourth spot. Um, that mm. that that way you can just have somebody who's who's you know straight three and D and very versatile. And then you can just have Paul George and Kawhi focus on the offense. Hey, I ain't gonna sure. lie. But I just tough. looked at the Clippers roster, Brett, and I forgot. I completely forgot Luke Kennard was on their roster, and also they got Brandon <laughs> Boston Jr. And I, hey man, bro, I gotta, he has Atlanta L- ties to, to him. And he's disgusting. He's disgusting. Listen to this, okay? Steel, bro. That's so a, yeah, let's yeah, assume yeah. they start John Wall, and so last year Marky, uh, Marcus Morris started every game. Let's just assume they start John Wall and Marcus Morris. Go go chalk. Yeah. So at that point their lineup is going to be John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, Zubac. Top five in the NBA probably. But their bench, bro, their bench is Reggie Jackson, Norm Powell, Nicholas Batum, uh, Rodney Hood, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard. Uh, who that's else nasty. they got? That's nasty. What's his name? What's the uh, Terrence Mann? Yeah, And then some other Mann. young guys who I'm not super familiar with. Jason Preston. Dude, they're like 10, 11 deep of really solid players that could be starter caliber for a lot of good teams. They're, yeah. they're 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 na- they're nasty. I'm listen, Isaac. I'm I'm with you. I think at their peak, I think at their peak, the Clippers win a championship. I think at their if and it, it's not going to be close if it if it clicks on the if it if way. it if it clicks they they can they can do it. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that they don't have the talent or or and on top of all of this, you have Ty Lue as your coach, right? Top three in the NBA. You have you have a great coach who's uh, who's amazing at, at adjustments. Who's a players coach? Like you have you have all the pieces there. The problem is, and where my problem lies with the Clippers is that they are just a lame or they are just a lame franchise. <laughs> it's that's the just, culture. That's the problem. That's the that's the problem. Damn. Is that is that what Charles, Charles Barkley say? Huh? What Charles Barkley say? He said, "I've been rich. I've been poor." 
I've been skinny, I've been fat, but the Clippers have always sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like LA LA our way is a is a sham and it's like they don't they don't really have a, they don't they don't have a culture. But they listen, on as a basketball team and if we're just talking about X's and O's and playing games, they they're going they're going to be great. They however, the Clip, the Clippers <laughs> can go 82 and 0, right? And that first playoff game those tickets are still going to be ten dollars. Like it's, 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 it's just never, it's never going to click in in Los Angeles for, for, the, for the Clippers. Bro, facts. They get three P, and I promise you, there's going to be zero Lakers fans that become Clippers fans. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just that's just the pro- That's my problem with with the Clippers. Is like, and there's so many teams across so many different sports. Where it's like if you can just overcome the fact that you're that franchise. Like in in football, it's the Chargers, right? And I listen that that's Isaac's team. I'm, I know I'm taking another shot. And so like the Chargers, Chargers always have great. They always have great rosters, great players, but they just find ways to lose because they're the Chargers. It's the same way. It's the same way with with the Clippers. They can just find a yep. way to not be the Clippers for one year. They can get a championship out of it, and that it's almost like they're cursed. Yeah, and that's that. But that's a hundred percent their their ceiling is championship, and they they should be mm-hmm. championship or bust. Okay, so one thing I want to know, Muhammad, I'll ask you again. So, what's their floor? Their floor? No worse. gets hurt again. Oh, whoa! We said Kawhi gets hurt again. Well, I'm just saying because I mean they get injured sometimes. Not catastrophic injury, but like you know they miss games. Like the worst case scenario happens. He gets hurt. PG gets hurt, which they're prone to do. John Wall's crappy. He looks like he looked like in Houston. What's their floor? Because of their depth, they're no worse than the six seed. They're not playing. They're they're not playing down whatsoever. No worse than the six seed. They're solid. Mm -hmm. Their talent, bro, the talent is going to take them a very long way, you know. And I think having maintaining and finding out a way to, like, consistently orchestrate having so much depth year to year to year. Over the last, like, five years, they've had the deepest, arguably the deepest bench consistently in the NBA. To still have that now, mm-hmm. after so many cycles, no Lou Will, no Montrezl, hell, you turn that into, like, so many other good, good parts. There's no, yeah. they're gonna be no worse than the sixth seed, bro. Even through all the injuries, I agree. they would have to lose Kawhi and Paul George for the season. Yeah, and, like, and yes. obviously you can never predict that. If it happens, that sucks. But th- I think that they're definitely the highest floor and probably the highest ceiling in the NBA. I actually think I'm talking myself into making them my finals pick for next year. Wow, I was on Team Warriors repeat, but now that I put it out there, I might be on the Clippers bandwagon. Ugh, okay, I like that. That's not bad at all. I can't fault you for that. Now, it's nasty as fuck to say out loud. Saying <laughs> yeah. the Clippers bandwagon. It's you can't go outside, but... bro. Pitchfork's yeah, waiting no, for no. you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's undeniable. They're incredible on paper. Yeah. Gotta admit it. Tough build to swallow. Yeah. But like I said, I would have to go to the Clippers bandwagon from where I am now because the last thing we have to talk about, the Warriors are still the Warriors. Yeah. I, I think we should get into it. Let's, let's, let's do it, right? Okay. So, with, with the Warriors, they... As, First off, as long as you have Steph Curry, like you're gonna be okay, right? Like you're, you're gonna you're gonna be a, a competent team. The losses that they had this off season, right? You lose you lose Gary Payton, um, you lose Otto Porter, and you replace them with Jermichael Green and Dante Divincenzo, and kind of like the same type of architect players. Still getting yeah. you're getting James Wiseman back. Uh, com- That's the big thing. You're, you're getting you're getting Wiseman back. Moody or Kaminga, you only need one of your two draft picks to like really take the next step. Jordan Poole's mm-hmm. obviously like we're expecting him to get a little bit better. Like Clay Thompson, another like another like healthy offseason for him to get his basketball legs under him. Andrew Wiggins is still there. They 
they that strength in numbers mantra like that's all back and they have they have the right yeah. pieces to play around Steph Curry and Draymond right now. Yeah. Muhammad, what do you think about them losing like he said Gary Payton and Otto Porter? Do you think it's going to matter or do you think the fact that they're believing in their young guys to come in and take those minutes? Do you think that's going to work out this season? I think it definitely could work out. Um but I think their roster, like, I think I don't want them to become overly reliant on someone like Curry. I mean, he's obviously able to do the yeah. fucking greatest, greatest shooting in the world, and mm-hmm. Amir, in my opinion, might be the greatest point guard just ever. But they just they just have blatant holes on their roster, and I and mm. I hate the idea of a hundred and ten percent relying on one of these two young dudes to do. They definitely what, have what are the holes to you? What are the what? what we, yeah, spell. What are these holes that you believe in? They have right now on the bench. On the bench, they, okay. the, the holes on the bench. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. they don't have that as much depth as one of you guys said earlier in my mind. Mm-hmm. You mentioned depth, of course. Yeah. Okay, like I just all in my mind, one of the biggest X factors for them has to be, of course, Clay and his health, health, and like how yeah. much of Clay Thompson he can be. Again. Clay was not very good last year. Yeah, got, exactly. Call it, they won with despite it, but if we're being honest, he wasn't a top ten shooting guard in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he was very mid, very mid, but. In my mind, you're banking a lot on Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga to go ahead and take that next step. Be you need someone to be just as good, someone to be damn near elite defensively off of the bench. Who's gonna give the other opponent opponent guards hell? You know what I'm saying? Gary yeah. Gary Trent. I said Gary Trent. Gary Payton Jr. <laughs> was fucking elite last season on on that end of the floor. So those are the yeah. type of holes that I see. And it's all up to the young guys in my mind. I'm not counting James Wiseman because he's such an unknown, and he's played like five games yeah. over the past four years, bro. I just can't count on him bro. like that right now. I think him and Moses Moody are ready. Like Moses Moody is. I know Moses Moody is ready. Up. Yeah, that man is ready. Yeah. We're gonna have him and Jordan Poole off the bench as a one-two ball handling combo. That's a lot of scoring punch to have behind the best point guard of all time, like you said, probably second best in my opinion, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but having that combination, and then if James Wiseman can come in, and we saw a little bit of flashes last year, but if he can come in and really take those auto-porter minutes and give them that big forward who can defend, hopefully shoot better, even if Wiseman doesn't do anything, if he just misses the whole season again, they have potential to be better than they were last year. I think I think so I think so too. And, and Muhammad, I think you're kind of underselling the, the depth that they have, right? Because... Like Wiggins, Wiggins averaged seventeen a game last year, right? As yeah. long as as long as Steph, right, and Steph didn't even have like the uh, the Steph Curry season that we saw the the year prior, where he scored. Wait, he shot like shit. Randomly. It was one of his worst offensive seasons. Yeah, yeah, and so like if if Steph comes back and if Steph's shooting is one percent, two percent better, right? I think everything else just just falls in line to where to where you have mm-hmm. Wiggins and Poole who last last season gave you 35 points combined you're going to add clay to to that mix they have they have they have a lot of guys that that offensively they don't they don't need like they they don't they don't need three three 20 point scores i think the main thing for the for the warriors is you have to make sure that the defense is still solid because that's one of the things that's kept them through you know that's kept them afloat through this entire run is that their defense is amazing, and, and their defense is what was able to win them the, the title, obviously, along with Steph Curry. But their defense being as good as it was helped them. And so mm-hmm. o- off- offensively, I don't think that the holes that you're saying are going to be, um, you know, too de- – I-, I don't think they're going to be detrimental. Yeah. You know, so so, so that that's why I don't necessarily, like, consider them holes. Yeah, I don't know. Just them putting that much – light for the first time ever in their like reign of this dynasty mm-hmm. on these young players is just 
it's never been seen before. And of course, as a dynasty, you have to evolve and incorporate all these young players and things yeah. like that in order to like revive and ignite the fire into flames. I just, I just don't have that much. It's it's scary. It's scary because it's never been seen before for the Warriors. And mm. I'm putting all my yeah, it definitely is a risk. He's my guy. I'm putting all my yeah. We're we're him. talking up the the high potential of if they all click, they can be better than last year. But there's also potential they don't click, like you're saying, because these are young guys. It is a high versatile, high variability situation. So I get the hesitation. But, he, but so also, what I gotta also, ask you? Wait, real, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm, look, I'm looking I'm looking at, at their basketball reference page last year. Damian Lee, who's only around because you know. Oh my God, he was ass. Right, he's on, he's on, he's, <laughs> he's around. He's a he's a family hire. Right, <laughs> he play, he was playing he was playing twenty minutes a night last night last season. He was playing more minutes than than Gary Payton the second. So like, yeah. if you can have Kaminga or Moses Moody come in and take a little bit of his Moody minutes, was way better than him last season, anyways. If you, opinion, can, if you can, if you can, hey, I have a you I have can, to interrupt you real quick. What's up? I gotta interrupt you real quick. Uh, we just hit twenty thousand subscribers right now as we recorded on the channel. <laughs> Pretty big number. Let's go. W, Let's bro. go. That's huge. Well, that was a nice little live reaction. That's huge. Before the season started, we started this channel beginning of July. Yeah. So already so. hitting 20K before the season starts is pretty great. All this momentum is happening during the off season. So we're going to be at aside. 80 by the end of the season, bro. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. People keep watching. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. Appreciate y'all, y'all. That's, that's fire. For sure. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can I can get back to talking about nepotism, Damian Lee? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, D- Damian Lee. So he was playing. He was playing twenty minutes a night last night, more more than Gary Payton the second. If if Kaminga, um, who played seventeen minutes a night last year, or Moody, who played twelve minutes a night, if they can come in and take three of his minutes, I think I think that that the Warriors <laughs> are going to be just fine, right? They they yeah. have they have a lot of pieces. Yeah. So I guess the question is, I'll start with you, Mohammed. Do you think they're going to repeat? Do I think they're going to repeat? No, that's yes going to no? be tough. That's going to be hella tough because there's so, like, bro, Say like, yes you got no. teams like the Nuggets. You got the Nuggets. Are the Lakers going to win the championship next year? Giannis, you got Harden. <laughs> I, I don't know, Harden. bro. Harden. <laughs> <laughs> I, said that. I said that like these to see your reaction. <laughs> but I'm going to, for the sake of just, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm not going to say it confidently, though. Fair. I'm not going to be confident about it whatsoever. I'm going to say no. Simply because, like, bro, the Clippers are coming back, and I think the East Mm -hmm. is more – I mean, the West is going to be more competitive towards the very top. Um, Darren Dice Jr. and and M-Boys are going to be back and a lot better than they were last season, in my opinion. So it's just going to be a lot tougher for them. It's going to be a lot tougher for them, bro. This path to the finals is going to be a little harder. So I definitely have them – I don't think the stuff, yeah, like like you said, I think the path to the finals is a big thing. They had a relatively easy path last year compared to most years. Yeah. Like facing Luca in the conference finals and just him alone, it's kind of a cakewalk. He really didn't have a chance. As as great as he was, as transcendent as he is, he's not being the Warriors by bro. himself. I've seen that story before. Yeah, that's, that's not gonna happen again next year. Next year they're gonna have the yeah. Warriors, maybe a year older Luca, Jokic with a full squad. It's yeah. gonna be tough to get back. Yeah, exactly. Their path was who they played in the first round. They played they a played the Nuggets, MPJ list and Jamal Murray list Nuggets. They and then in the second round, I think who they play again was it Luca or was it the Memphis Grizzlies? It was, I don't it was know. Memphis. They they played Memphis, Memphis. in the second round and yeah. Jock got hurt game two. Yeah, exactly, bro. And I'm just like, there's they're gonna be a lot more. It it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, bro. And I don't two think they're gonna have that same 
type of, I hate to say it, but I don't think they're just going to have that the same type of path because that goes a long way Yeah, yeah for sure. in my mind. Yeah, that matters a lot. And they took yeah. It, yeah, and they took advantage, and they did what they're supposed to do, and you can't blame them or anything like that. Oh, for sure. So, no asterisk bullshit. Like, I hate yeah, all that exactly. Shit. That's so lame. That's so lame. I just don't think it's, it's going to be... 17-year-old talk? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot harder, bro. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder to win this year, so that's why I, I don't have mm-hmm. them making it. Yeah, that's valid. Again, I think it's going to be them or the Clippers, maybe the Bucks out east. Like, There's so many good teams, you can't really say the Warriors for sure going to win, but... I think they have as good of a chance as anybody. But all right, I think is that the last team in the division? Yeah, that's the whole Pacific Division. Let's go. We got through it in one hour. Now we move on to the time we're all here for the TikToks. All right, let's go. So, I think let's start with the hot takes. You know, we do the, we do this every week. We have you guys comment hot takes on one of our videos, and we respond to them and tell you if they're a W or an L take. So let's start with that. Let me say the TikTok intro because you know I gotta get, make sure we get that good hook. So they seen this live in full effect. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got a fresh. Ba- I said that last time. I got some hot takes for y'all, and I want you to let me know if these are W takes or L takes. Let's get it. Jose Santos says the Nets are going to be in the play-in. L take. L take. I think. I think that. Listen, the Nets are going to be one of like the three or four best teams in the East. Like, if ben, I agree, for sure. Ben, listen, Ben Simmons is... Uh, I think we talked about this before. Ben Simmons is really, really being underrated right now. And if he is like... Yeah. A, if he's like a, in the Draymond role with KD and Kyrie, that's a that's potentially a top two team in the East. No, nah, absolutely. I think this is definitely going to be an L take. I feel like someone like Kyrie and KD are going to come into the season, come together. And I've came to a conclusion that they're going to do some serious damage and uh, like you said, <laughs> <Old take>. bro, <laughs> yeah, like you said, bro, you said Ben Simmons is going to be in that Draymond-esque role alongside Seth Curry, Joe Joe Harris, KD, Kyrie. You got Landry Shaman, I believe, still, bro. He got snipers everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. They're going to be lethal in the regular season. I think they're going to be a top two season. Yeah. I think rim protection might be a real issue, but, okay, I'm going to go L-Tick as well. I think rim protection might be a real issue, but... But their ceiling is the best team in the East, and their floor is, like, the fifth best team in the East. Yeah. They're out block. Yeah. So, we got to keep it snappy. you got to get those TikTok sound bites in. Keep <laughs> it th- you got y'all talking too much. It's a TikToks. <laughs> Shut up and keep it moving. <laughs> Beastiness. That is neat. Beastiness. I can't say that right. It's a weird name. Beastiness says that... <laughs> Beastiness says that the Lakers are going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I'll take... They suck. Move on. Ah... The only way this be is L-take. possible, the only way this is possible is if they land somehow Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Yeah. I'll take for now because they have Russ they in their suck. team. Exactly. I'll take for now because they have Russ. Maybe W take if they get rid of him, but even then it's probably still an L. Yeah, bro must be from the future with that type of take, bro. <laughs> he must see something <laughs> that we haven't seen yet. Man, I wish he was right. <laughs> All right. Devin Booker says that <laughs> his name is Devin Booker on YouTube. <laughs> Devin Booker says that CP3 is a top three point guard of all time. I, it's, I think it's got to be an L take. I want it to L. be W because I feel like he deserves that third spot, but I think it's an L. I would say he's a top three talent for sure, easily. No, but talent. I would say talent definitely. When I when I think of yeah, I would say talent. But there's a lot more that goes into being top three and an elite player all time. Talent's not going to carry you there, bro. Point by period. Okay, so top two, are, top two are obviously Magic and Steph. Who's number three? I have no. I have not thought about this in a long time. But yeah, like, me neither. Just because yeah. the conversations, the conversations, Magic and Steph. That yeah, just stumbled all yeah. of us, bro. Holy shit. 
Okay, I mean, we listen, go best all time, it might be CP3. All time, all time, are we taking are we taking Russ or are we taking CP? I'm taking CP, CP, get the fuck out of here. I'm, listen, I was just asking a question. <laughs> I was just asking a question. <laughs> I was just trying to see. But like, I think it's Isaiah Matthew, Thomas. The, uh, yeah, Isaiah I, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Thomas would be three. Okay, forgot cool, about yeah. that man. Yeah, so L take. So yeah, it's an L take, but yeah. it wouldn't be crazy to put him there. But I think if he won a championship, there's a lot of good players. If he won a championship this upcoming season, nah, that's a W take. But I don't think that's Facts. reasonable. Yeah. So L take for now. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. Right. We only think about it in terms of the top two. Yeah. After that, like three through seven are really bunched together. You got Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, all these names. Yeah, we got to make a video where we rank these players. That's, okay. that's, that's tough. Yeah, it's okay. Nice Trey Young gonna be up time. there soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> King Toe Mater said that Steph isn't gonna be a top two point guard after next season. Is Steph gonna fall off? Like, nah, in, no way. Like in, in the like current top two. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that no way in hell he's gonna fall off that quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. His no, game no. built yeah, to last. Tough, his game built to last. He's going to be number one for at least like three or four more years. Damn, really? Ooh, wait, I forgot. Four? I forgot Luke That's, existed. My bad. A, I forgot Luke. Yeah, four is a lot. I think. Uh, listen, I think he'll be. I think he'll be top two, and it's it's really just going to kind of go back and forth between him and Luca. I, like I, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be him and Luca, and then Dame and Dame and Trey as like the three and four, and that that's kind of yeah. going to be like the the tiers of it. Yeah, I agree. It's an L take. He's going to age incredibly well, and I'm not going to predict a fall off until we see it. Yeah. Okay. Antonio says that Devin Booker is a top 10 player right now. L take. L take. It's an L take, but I don't think it's super crazy. I think he's in the 10 to 15 range. Yeah, I don't think this is an L take whatsoever. I don't think this is an L take. I I won't hold this on my chest and say it out loud like that, man, bro. I hope he was on his burner account. That's that's crazy. (laughs) But I'm going to give it a W take. For now, what? Wait, W okay. take? You think he's top I mean, ten? I wouldn't. I wouldn't rep it in my chest, bro. I wouldn't rep it and be like and say it out loud. I'm not gonna say it out loud. You're saying it but, out loud right now. No, I'm not I'm saying it out loud. It. I didn't say it. Hey, I'm hearing it. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the tenth best player is either Damian Lillard or Jason Tatum. Do you think yeah. those players are worse than Devin Booker? Bye. I'll <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. He's not top ten, obviously. Okay. Trey says that D'Lo is going to be an all-star again. I'll take. I Ooh, think he's done. Badass L. He's done. Gigantic L. I, w- I think I can see why he says that because they're going to be such a good team, but he's going to be the fourth best player on the team. It's not happening. Yeah, exactly, bro. There's no way in hell. We're ne- we're never, ever going to see like three or four. We're never going to see four all-stars come into the all-star game just like the fucking Warriors or the Hawks did back in 2015 or 16 mm-hmm. or 14, whenever, it, whenever yeah. they did, bro. And also, D'Angelo Russell is, I think a lot of people have come to accept the fact that he's a middle to late 20 tier pack point Mid. Guard. You know what I'm saying? And that's not bad at all. Look, yeah. it, it, it's just deep. That's the deepest position in the league right now. So that's not bad. I mean, you're mid, but it's not It's not his fault. None really do. <laughs> he's just nowhere near all-star caliber. He never was in the first place. Like The way that, the fact that he got in set really that high expectations for people. Bro. It's because he, he never played for the Lakers. That culture. It's because he played for the Lakers. That's why. Yeah, he played in L.A. and New York. It's Yeah. He's not all-star caliber. Yeah. All right, last one. Nathaniel says that the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis. 
He's a source of their issues. Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be out loud. This is a W take, bro. I would do this. Oh, go fuck yourself. This is the biggest <laughs> L. <laughs> do you know? Do you can you imagine how much a lot of teams will give up for Anthony Davis? You could get win now players right now who can actually play the game of basketball on a consistent like basis, and also you can preserve for your future. It's a W take. For you. What okay, trade would okay, make look. them better and help maximize LeBron's prime? Who is out there? Off the top no of my one. head. Off the top it's of Anthony my head. Davis. Right now, there's no one out there. But if a team like the Washington Wizards were going to offer me Kristaps Porzingis and Bradley Beal or something of that nature. Oh, I said What Porzingis the fuck is wrong crazy. with you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of. Chris, listen. Here's, here's you my, started off by saying Kristaps Porzingis as to why I should be excited. Bro, Anthony pay Davis. attention to the name. It's Bradley Beal. No. <laughs> listen, if it was, if LeBron didn't sign the extension, I would say it's a W take. Right, because then I would say you don't know what he's gonna do, and and tear tear everything down and kind of like rebuild. But you have LeBron on the books for the next two years, so it's an L take, and you have to maximize LeBron. And Anthony Davis right now is the best way to do that. Yeah, I can't tell. So for yeah, right now, L take. Yeah, that was an L Thank troll. You. Thank you. <laughs> That's gonna be a good TikTok. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so next one. I want. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. So, there's been a lot of talk, like we just talked about, is Devin Booker a top 10 player? So, I'm going to name some NBA players, and I want you So, I'm going to name some players, and I want you to tell me if they're better or worse than Devin Booker. Let's do it. Let's go. Trey Young. Better. Actually, let me, let me restart that. I'm going to name some players. You let me know if you're going to take them or Devin Booker. Trey Young. Trey Young. I'm taking Trey Young. Okay. I'm going to go Trey Young, but I think it's closer than people give it credit for. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, people are gonna say Trey Young over him. I don't think I don't think you'd see a lot of souls taking Devin over Trey. But yeah, no, it's it's just definitely Trey. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. I'll take Devin Booker. Good. That's a, Devin, Donovan Mitchell is extremely underrated, but it's gotta be Devin, Devin Booker. Booker his entire Devin been better his entire career. I never understood that. Uh, I don't know about his entire career, but needless to say, we'll keep going. Carl Anthony Towns. I'm taking Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. I'm taking I'm Easy. T- you need, listen, listen. Yeah. You know who you're talking to. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm taking Devin Booker. T- Easy. Okay. It's just much easier to win with the damn. It's so much easier to win with a versatile guard like that than it is with a center who doesn't play defense. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Easy. Easy. I think I'm gonna take Devin Booker. What? Why? Look. Listen, I get the whole playoff Jimmy thing. He has these spectacular games that really stick in your mind. But I think on a consistent day-to-day basis, especially going forward, we don't know how... Especially going forward with the age gap, I'm taking Devin Booker. We're talking about right now, though. Fuck the age gap. We're talking about right now, today, Isaac, Facts. 2022, September. I'm taking Jimmy Butler. If I have a game seven, I'm taking Jimmy Butler, bro. If I, if I need someone to go ahead and win me a final, taking Jimmy all day, every day. Fate of the universe. Listen, I- <laughs> Martians have the death <laughs> beam pointed at us. <laughs> I want Jimmy Butler. I want Butler. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I get it. He has the very high highs, but I don't think the gap is nearly as big as you're acting. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's good. Any other names you just throw in there? What about John Morant? Everyone picking John? Ja? I'm taking John. Ja, yeah. Yeah, I'll okay. take John. Ja. Yeah, I can't take Booker over John. Ja. And I want to test your guys' limit. What about Jason Tatum? You're picking Tatum? Easy. I'm taking I'm ta- Tatum. I'm taking Jason. Yeah. I think... Tatum is a bigger gap than Jai is to um to Booker. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I'm with you. I'm taking Tatum. I'm just trying to see where y'all are at. <laughs> okay. What about Pascal Siakam? What? I'm taking Booker. The fuck? <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. What? That's, I'm that's tough. close. 
That's tough. That's tough. I think that's kind of tough. Yeah, Pascal yeah. Siakam is all NBA. He's a great know, two-way player. I understand that he's all NBA, two-way player, and all that stuff. But bro, I'm taking Devin Booker at the end of the day. He plays like, in Canada, too, but so y'all don't like him. Nah, <laughs> nah, bro. He's African. I have to. This like man him, hates bro. Canadians. Nah, <laughs> 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 he's not even Canadian. I think he's like Moroccan or something. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so we want the next one. I'm going to name some teams, and I want y'all to grade them. Inter- uh, how should I phrase this? I'm trying to see how much good of contenders they are. I'm going to name some teams, and I want you guys to give them a grade for how real of a contender they are. All right. The Atlanta Hawks. D. Contender. A D. No, like letter grade. Oh, letter grade. B+. Plus. B+. B+. Plus. B plus. I'm, I'm going to go C+. Plus. Oh, I think C+. Plus. C plus they're they're not a contender. Maybe they have that potential. So they're not like an F, but they're not a contender. Uh, that's nasty, bro. My only real question about the Atlanta Hawks, of course, is the fucking depth on that bench. It's kind of scary, just a little bit. And I don't know how how well Dejounte and Trey. I don't know. I, cut that part out. I don't know how well <laughs> our team is going to be coached by Milk by Nate. I don't know how well our team is going to be coached by Milk Dud Nate. That's my biggest concern. <laughs> I just I think if you're two best players, there's potential, but how they fit on offense, it's not a great. It's it's just not a great formula. Exactly. D. I'll take. <laughs> the Lakers. D. D plus. Yeah. I say I say D plus. Yeah. They might have to be an F right now if they have Russ. They're just not a contender. They got LeBron and AD, and it's just crazy to say that. You know what I'm saying? You can't give LeBron and AD a D. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give them straight up. Maybe they're a C minus. You're right. Let's that's give them that. Okay. That's fair. The Clippers. A, Ooh, a plus. A. A, yeah. plus. a plus. Easy. Easy. The Suns. B, B minus. Ah, oh, look at that. Okay. Look at yeah. that. I think that's fair. I think we're, we're all in sync here. Look at this. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> what about the Mavs? Oh, that's a C I'm going to go solid C B. Flatline B. I'm going to say B minus as well. Just because, like, without without Brunson, you don't, you're putting everything on Luka again. And so, like, mm-hmm. o- offensively, I, I think that... There's some potential that he might wear out in the playoffs again, just because you're. That's fair. So I'll, yeah. I'll say B minus. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not putting Luca below a B for probably the rest of his career. Yeah, that's fair to say. I'm gonna rock, I'm gonna rock with y'all. What about the Nets? A minus. A minus. Yeah, A minus is fair. They have like the potential to be A plus, but there's some volatility there that probably takes them down to A minus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Politics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Heat? I'm gonna say B. I don't I say know why. B, I just B plus plus, like like not not quite an A. I feel like they're like a move away, but like they're right there though. Kyle Lowry's a man. I'll Kyle, give him. Go ahead. I'll give them B minus out of respect for how good. I'll give them B minus out of respect for how good they've been, but I really think they're like a C. I just don't see it. A yeah, C. bro. Kyle Lowry wow. was a can of. Kyle Lowry was two cans of bounce that ass, bro. Last postseason, and I just don't believe <laughs> him whatsoever. He's gonna yeah, be like better. they're gonna be a He's great team. Be better though. He definitely will be better. Like, like they're a good team that deserves to be put respect there, but I just don't. I think there's a zero percent chance they actually win. There's probably, maybe there's eighty percent chance they make a top three seed, but they're not going to finish it. If it was Kyle Lyer from three years ago, then yes, I'll I'll probably give them a higher grade. But he's not going to be as good as they need him to be. He's going to be better, mm-hmm. but not as definitely. good as they need him to be. Okay. What about the 76ers? B plus. B. Just a straight B. I'm going to go B-plus as well. I think when you have Joel Embiid, who's been arguably the second-best player in the NBA, at least by MVP voting the past couple of years, 
you have the ceilings high. Now they have great depth. James Harden's going to be a little bit better. You got P.J. Tucker on that team, but then you got a great six-man and Montrose Harrell. Bro, I think their team's going to – their team's their team's got a lot better. I, yeah, I still, be a regular I, I still have factor. questions. I still have questions about James Harden. You still have Doc Rivers as the coach. There's still like, there's still there's, <laughs> there's still some some pieces there that can go extremely sour extremely quickly. So that's why I was, that's mm-hmm. why I put him just straight at B. Okay. What about the Raptors? Mm, B minus. B minus. That seems kind of that's kind of uh, generous. Yes. Yeah. I want to say C plus actually. B minus is kind of. I think high. they're a C. I don't really think they're a contender. They're a good frisky team, but they're not going to win at all. Yeah, they don't have any star yet, unless Scotty Pimpin. I mean, yes, unless Scotty Barnes <laughs> run into fucking Scotty. Pimpin, yeah, Scotty Pimpin no walks in the door. Happened, bro. <laughs> all right, you, you yeah. swayed. You swayed me. C. Okay. okay. What about the Cavs? I'm gonna Ooh, go A minus. I think they have a lot of potential. I think A minus as well. This up and coming, they have a lot of potential, but potential hints towards the future. And as of now, this now meaning this season, I think I'm going to go ahead and give them a B plus. Okay, that's not bad at all, though. That's not I'm bad. Not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on Cleveland. <laughs> you know, two, two weeks before the season starts, I'm not doing yeah. that. I'm not that passionate. What about the Grizzlies? I'm gonna give a, them a B minus. I'm going to give them a B minus simply because they're missing out on Jared Jackson Jr. for like half of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus too. I think they're a serious candidate for big time regression. Yeah. They, they, last year set really bad expectations. They're not going to be able to replicate. Yeah, they have the perfect recipe for regression. And their second best player, in, in my mind, a top three defensive player in the entire NBA, is out for half of the season. You're going to be a little bit worse. Yeah, it's tough. Okay. Last one. What about the Nuggets? If everybody if everybody's healthy, a yeah. If everyone's healthy, solid a. solid a, bro. There's no way in hell mm-hmm. they're not they're not yep. below a B minus. They're not below a B plus. Solid a. Yep, you got the two time MVP, best player. I mean, you got the two time MVP. Woo! <laughs> that's, hey, that's a hot right take. No, 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 no. That's something you've been slip. waiting to unleash right there, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> let the room come slip. out to you for a second. Don't hold back. I didn't mean to say that. No, no, no. We know what you. We know how you feel about him, bro. No, no, no. But you got the two time MVP, best offensive player in the NBA, with his best co stars next to him. Some solid depth. They're gonna be fucking nasty. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's any other teams that's relevant. You want to say the Timberwolves? Sure. What about the Timberwolves? C I'm gonna plus. give them a B. I'm gonna give them a B, a C plus. They're gonna be a great Ooh. regular season team, but I don't see with the way their team's constructed them having good payoffs. But because of the way their team's constructed, I don't see it in the playoffs. Facts. Mm. Yeah, I can't be mad at you for that. Okay, so that concludes that segment. We got a couple more TikToks to go through. Oh, this one's going to be fun. Now we're going to do a young player draft. We're going to keep it real quick, real brief, because, you know, it's a TikTok. But we're going to we have a pool of young players under 25, and we're going to basically go through drafting a whole starting five of them. So That's I sent you guys young players. Obviously, if you think of any more to add them, add that. But let's start this off. I'm just going to say Donovan. Go out to order my screen. Donovan gets first pick. Muhammad gets second pick. I get third pick. We'll do a snake draft. Let's go. Let's go. Because <laughs> you, you know what that means. You know what that, that means. I'm taking Luca first pick. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me, let me do the intro first. I got you know, to do the TikTok hook. You know, my bad, my bad. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to draft. Um, let's draft the starting five with... Let's draft, let's draft starting fives with only young players. You go first, Donovan. All right. 
first pick, you know who I'm going? Luka Doncic. He's can't be mad at it. I'm 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 already I'm already winning. I can have bums next to me and I'm I'll be okay. <laughs> mm, that's a W take. Muhammad. Second pick, I got Zion Williamson. Oh, I was gonna pick Zion. You got me. Okay, third pick. I gotta go. Jason Tatum. Okay. Okay. Oh, I got back to back picks. Oh, true. Ooh, who don't who don't want to put next to Tatum? Yeah, this is where the real thing comes on, bro. This is where it gets tough. Give me Trey Young. Yeah, I know you're mad about that one. Fuck! Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Who you going? Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah, Snake Draft. Wait, who did you take, Donovan? I took Luca. And then Isaac took I I took Luca. You took Zion. Isaac took uh took Trey. Tatum and Trey Young. Yeah. Wait, you took Tatum and Trey Young? Yes. You took both? Yeah, because it's, it's a snake, a snake draft. So I went third. And I... Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So I picked two players or one player now? One. No, one player. One. I've never done a snake draft before. Okay, cool. Okay. So I got Trey Young right now, and no, you don't. You have oh, Zion. my bad. I've got Zion. My bad. This Fuck guy. you, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> confused. Yeah, I got confused as a bitch. Okay. Damn, you're a bastard for that, bro. I didn't even think of a backup. <laughs> At, at this point, I have to go by talent, and I'm looking at this text right now, and I think the most talented player out of this, I'm going to pick Evan Mobley. Ah, I needed Evan That's Mobley. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right. Yeah. Give me – ah, who don't want to go here? Who don't want to go? You know what? All right. I'm going to go Desmond Bain because I – Okay. I, since, oh, since that's I, high. Since I, since I, I mean, I have a snake, but okay, um, okay. so I'm going to go Desmond Bain. And you could got him later. I'll tell you that I, probably. And I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson. Okay. Okay. So you got Luca, Bain, and Jackson. Okay. Solid. Solid. So you got solid. the Grizzlies, but with Luca instead of Ja. Okay. I saw it. Your turn again, Muhammad. All right. So I pick two players now. No, one player. One player. You're in the middle. You're always in the middle. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So Keep I mind got. building a starting five. You have two fours right now. Yeah, I got Zion and I got Evan Mobley. So my front court. Is solid. Now I'm looking at my mm-hmm. backcourt and the guards that I'm probably gonna settle with for the future. Damn, is this gonna be a hot take or not? Is it gonna be too controversial if I go ahead and take Cade over Lamelo? Yeesh, I don't know, bro. Oh, no, Cade's better. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Lamello go ahead and got do that it, zest to him, bro. <laughs> I want to see the lot. I'm for the sake of fucking defense. I'm a believer in defense. I'm taking Cade. Okay. Okay, you took Cade. I need that D. Yeah. Oh shit! Pause. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Nuts. Okay, so I got Trey and Tatum. I got my offensive fucking superstars. Yeah. So I'm gonna round it out with some defense. I'm gonna go. Ooh, this is a good one. I'm gonna go back-to-back picks. I'm gonna go Robert Williams and Scotty Barnes. That's good. That's good. Robert Williams and Scotty Barnes. Damn, that's nice. Damn, that's nice. Yeah. I got some size around Trey. Pause. <laughs> all right. It's on, it's on you. It's on you, Mo. Okay. So, I got I got my point, Cade, at the four. I got Zion. And at the five, I got Evan Mobley. So, I need some wings. I need a two and I need a three. And you got Barnes already. Zion's already off the table. Tatum's off the table, bro. Uh, can I? Uh, damn. See, now the... 
I don't like my options left. I really, I'm not, I don't give, I don't care. I'm not picking RJ Barrett, bro. He, I'm not picking him <laughs> from that, man. So, at the two, I'm going to go ahead. Don't do it. Bro, John Moran is still there? I'm taking, I'm taking oh, John. Oh, about John Moran. I'm taking John. I'm putting him oh, at the one, and I'm putting Kate at the two. Kiss my ass. I won this trade. I won this draft, bro. Oh, my God. That's nuts. Your turn, Donovan. All right. Okay. Damn. So, I'm going to have. I'm gonna have Luca at the one. I'm gonna slide Bane over to the three because I'm gonna put Shea at the two. So, Ooh, so I'm gonna okay. have Luca, Shea, Bane, Jackson at the four, and then I really, I really wish I had, I had Mobley in the spot. Uh, give me, give me Jared Allen at the five. Okay. Muhammad, your turn. Your last pick. You need a three. Last right? pick. I need three. I need a fucking shooter, bro, because that Zion and uh, Josh spacing and Evan Mobley yeah. spacing is kind of fucking nasty. So I need an absolute sniper. And the only people I see right Keldon now Johnson? left is what'd you say? Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Forty uh, percent shooter. Yeah, from the you saw like forty percent, but is it is it on high? Is it on high? Is it a high level? Is it a high clip? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember it being high clip. In my mind, the best shooters on this list either got to be Tyrese, but he. I need my people with the ball in their hands. You know what I'm saying? So, do I want to say Tyler Hero? Do I really want to do that? Hero? Do it. Pull the trigger. Do, do it. it. Fuck y'all. Of course y'all want me to do it. I ain't listening <laughs> to y'all. <laughs> I'm talking to myself right now. I Damn. Damn, damn, damn. I kind of fucked myself, bro. I'm going to say LaMelo. Fuck y'all. <laughs> okay, LaMelo at the three. Bro, I got, we forgot Anthony Edwards. I was, Give me Anthony Edwards as my two guards. I was waiting for I was waiting for, uh, for Mo to take him. I was waiting for, for Mo Bro, to take him. Bro, we forgot about Ant. I shot Bro, myself. I have Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, Jason Tatum. Who else I got? Uh, Rob Will. Uh, Scotty Barnes and Robert Williams. Give me the chip. I don't know, I have Luca, so like everything's okay. Like I'm, you I'm got Luca, but I, <laughs> you got Luca, but I got Ja. I got Cade. Well, hold on, let me get my order right. Now, your I got team is ja. definitely the worst, though. No, hell no, your team is the worst. You kidding me right now? I got Ja. No, I got Lamelo. I got Cade. I got Zion and Evan Mobley. That's a, that's a, that's a godly. That's lineup. a weird ass team. It is a weird ass team. Luca, <sighs> it's Luca, Shea, Bane, Jaron Jackson, Jared Allen. That's better than yours. You so have the I worst team. No, you have the worst. Your so team is straight ball handlers. Everybody, everybody needs a ball on your team. Out of all of our teams, who has the worst oh, me? player? Oh, you do. Yeah, you have. Yeah. No, I have two. I have two. Bane can play off the ball. You can play out. Yeah, you can play. Jaron Jackson yeah, can play off the ball. Jared Allen. Jared, all I need Jared Allen to do is block shots and, and catch lobs. That's it. All this to say, I obviously have the best team, and y'all got fucking smoked. So hell no. Nah. How many All Stars do you have on your team right now? <laughs> uh, fucking four. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. So Wait, Ant's gonna be an All Star this year. Guys, I have nah, Luca. Nah. Like it, it. I have Luca. This dude saying that like he got he God. Does have Luca, but I have <laughs> he got Trey, God on I have his Ant Man, <laughs> Trey, <laughs> Ant, Jason like, Tatum, Scotty Barnes. Like you could have bro, all that. Ant Man would have changed. Ant Man would have changed my whole trajectory, bro. Fuck. That really fucked <laughs> I was praying you didn't notice. Yeah, bro. Now people are gonna be That's think backhanded. I think fucking Lamelo's better than Ant. <laughs> Damn, so that's all the topics I got. I think we're done here. Yeah, I think that's it. Great day. We got a solid hour and a half in. Yeah, that was solid, bro. Good. That flew by. Great day. Facts. And we hit and we hit two twenty K? Fantastic. On the top, bro. Lovely episode. All right. Episode's over.